Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. This is the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I'm Jenny Midgley. I'm Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak, speak up, up and, and tell, tell a better story. story. Damn it. I was on such a roll. Y'all should see weeks. the size of her coffee, too. Oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, it's just been a morning, right? Like, my husband's out of town the, on a work thing. And so, like, the kids and the sitter showed up. And, and sitters are fun. So it's yeah. Our sitter's amazing. She's awesome. Nice. Amazing. Nice. So I'm excited for today's guest in the studio. We have Beth Hess. Beth, can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. I am Beth Hess and I work with small business owners and just help them learn how to navigate the wildness of owning a business, specialized mostly in marketing, but that's turned a lot into helping people remember their why they started their small business in the first place Mm -hmm. and getting back into that energy where they fall back in love with their businesses again. Yep. Yep. I like that. That's they fall back in love with their business. For me, which is why I was like, you have to be on the show. That's actually a quote I stole from Sarah because she told me that's what I did working with her. And I said, but what do I say when I go to chamber of commerce meetings and stuff? Do I just tell everybody I help people fall in love with their businesses again? Yeah, and that resonates. And she's like, yes, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what you tell them. (laughs) That is exactly because that totally resonates. That's like when Sarah, somebody said to Sarah, you're like a business therapist. And she's like, I'm going to use that. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I was like, thank you for my title. Yes. Thank you for my log line (laughs) right there. It's become like a relationship coach between you and your brand. I work with a lot of small businesses that are about two to three years or so into what they've done. And so I say it's like they're past that honeymoon period. Mm -hmm. And um, now they're in the, okay, I guess I got to figure out how to hang out with this brand for the rest of my life phase. Yep. Like this shit is real now. Honeymoon period's over mm -hmm. and shit just got real. And so I have to make a choice. That's a good way to put that. If I'm going to continue to run this business, then I have to to figure out how to create a relationship with this brand that I can sustain for a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And so do you, oh shit, that question just went right out of my head because then I got distracted by another train of thought that I was like, ooh, falling in love and honeymoons and like I was branding in my head. Yes. <laughs> so how we came about is we met and she's helping, she would, she did, she totally redid my brand for the first business for the counseling center. And now I'm like, oh, now I'm in love with it again. Because I had built the website right. and the logo yep. and all. And you were very oh. not, you had fallen very far out of love. Correct. Like you I, were like, it was like you're, you were the walkaway wife. Yes. Yes. Like we were almost going to the courthouse and filing right. the paperwork it was for an, divorce. It was an ambivalent husband and a walkaway wife. Yes. Or I should say, let me rephrase that. Ambivalent spouse and walkaway spouse because we want to be inclusive. Because that's a reflection of our brand and who we actually yes. are and what I we believe. I thought you say we want to be incursive. And I'm like, oh, we're fancy. <laughs> <laughs> we're fancy. <laughs> we want to be in, yeah. inclusive and cursive. <laughs> we are fancy. But she came in, she created a new logo and a new tagline in a day. And I opened up the email and I was like, <gasps> Was she the Firebird? No. Maybe that's be ever in your favor. That's for, so she was for Denome Alliance's oh, Counseling right. yeah, Center. Okay. And so the Firebird is for Sarah Madras Coaching. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So amazing. I mean, that, no, that is amazing because you were very much not 
happy in that space. And now I'm like, oh, I'm in love with it again. And the website is so beautiful and the logo and the, that's all. How far in, are we into the, how far are we into the honeymoon? You literally just pushed the microphone into my mouth. I don't even know how I did that. I don't even know how I did that. Probably my fault. It is your fault, Joe. <laughs> all of a sudden everything moved and the microphone hit me in the mouth and I'm glad I was done speaking. <laughs> how far into the honeymoon phase are you right now? Or are you past the honeymoon? Okay. So it's still honeymoon. Yeah. So how long does the honeymoon phase typically last when somebody falls back in love with their business? That really depends on the relationship. My goal is to put things in place that you can remind yourself constantly. It's like people say they continuously date their spouse, that Mm -hmm. we're always going to keep this fresh, keep it new. And a lot of that just comes back to those, okay, what are the core values? What do we have in common? What's important to us? So for example, being able to give Sarah a new tagline and that you can just focus on, come back to, I believe in those types of knowing your brand and business, value statements, even writing a manifesto about what you believe in your business and your brand. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes in any relationship, you got to pull that back out, right? Mm -hmm. Like in a marriage, sometimes you got to pull those vows back out and say, wait a minute, what did we promise to do for each other? Mm -hmm. Let's look at that again. And I think that's a really important thing to have in a with your brand as well Mm -hmm. to come back to that. What do we believe in? Because as you, everybody in this room knows owning your own business is, is no easy feat. And it is a, a a wild and woolly wilderness out there sometimes. And you have to come back to wait a minute, which mountain are we climbing and which summit are we headed towards? And are we still on that right path? Yep. And I think just helping businesses define that, bringing them back to that place. I talk about it from a place of remembering your why Mm -hmm. and then discovering the how you're going to move forward in that, those ways, because it's one thing to just get inspired, but then you need a coach to give you the practical steps of what are we going to do with this too? Like we can Mm -hmm. all go to a pep rally and get really wound up and and get really excited. And then but you don't ever change your website. You don't change your logo. You don't change the language with your employees or your clients and express that to the world in a way that makes any kind of difference. So what do you say to the theory then that when you're talking about, let's bring in some of the the woo-woo stuff, the law of attraction stuff, right? Because the law of attraction says, don't worry about the how. It just says, focus on the why and the what is it like the end goal. So if like your end goal is to have a, a business that is netting $250,000 a year and that you're able to go live in Italy for six weeks every summer or that you're whatever that end goal is that you don't worry about the how and you just focus on that end goal and everything will come into. Yeah, I think doors definitely open for you when you set a direction. The name of my company is actually Keys to Your Brand. And my idea is that the small businesses, there's really no limit to where you can go. There's just doors you haven't walked through yet. And so I absolutely believe that doors open for you sometimes when you set that intention and, and you move forward. But I also believe in there are action steps that you have to take to open some of those doors as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the doors open for you. Sometimes you actually have to pick up the key and put it in the lock and turn the door and push your way 
through. So if I'm understanding your question correctly, Jenny, I think it's a balance of both. I absolutely do not believe in the do mentality. I believe a lot in the law of attraction and the putting your mind towards something and believing that can happen and just watching how those things come together for you. That's definitely happened for me in the last few months. My business itself is not that old. I was working in the the corporate world as as recently as May of this year when I went through a layoff there. And and then I was forced to take a look at what am I going to do yep. next. Mm-hmm. And that's the theme of 2020, yeah. right? It's forcing mm-hmm. us into all those uncomfortable corners where we never had to exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've watched those doors just open, but I've also seen how they are opening now because of things I've said yes to in the past, mm-hmm. or they're opening now because of relationships I built in the mm-hmm. past. I have this explorer mentality about myself. So I use a lot of metaphors around mountains and climbing mm-hmm. and discovery and, and that type of thing. I believe once you know which mountain you want to climb, mm-hmm. you're not going to know what's going to happen at every step of the path, mm-hmm. but you do have to keep walking. Talk to us about the rowdy little, little prisoners. Cause when you share that with me, I was like, Oh, that's so good. A beautiful rowdy prisoner. Yes. Yeah, so about 10 years ago, an ancient poem came into my life, and I don't even remember how, but it says, the small man builds cages around everyone he meets, but the sage who must duck his head when the moon is low spends his night dropping keys for all the beautiful rowdy prisoners. And as soon as I heard that, I like just immediately knew, I was like, I don't know what it means, but I know I want to be a key dropper. Mm -hmm. I want to be the one that's dropping the keys Mm -hmm. for people that know that they're in some kind of a cage, mental, emotional, spiritual, Mm -hmm. whatever type of thing. And they know that's not where they want to be, but they don't know how to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And like I said, that was 10 years ago. I had no idea how I was ever going to do that, but I just knew as a person, I wanted to be a key dropper. So I do have a Facebook group called The Beautiful Rowdy Prisoners, and it's just a place where people that are like, wait a minute, I think there's something more, but I'm not quite sure what to do. We drop keys for each other. We talk Mm -hmm. about successes and inspirations that we have come across and when it makes me think of what you just said about the corporate career like your cage was the corporate career and essentially covid dropped the key and you mm-hmm. didn't realize it at the time you know? mm-hmm. but covid dropped the key you reached out picked up the key and unlocked and set yourself free on this whole new business yeah and then you turned around and you dropped a key for me i was in the cage of a 12 year plus old business that i had not touch the branding on for that long and felt trapped in that cage of like that old identity. And you dropped the key of here is the brand that actually matches you and set me free and able to fall in love with it again. So I was like, Oh, I love that. And then made me think, what keys do we drop? And so I was like, what keys do I drop? And then I got confirmed. Like I asked my, like I asked the universe that question, what keys do I drop? And then as the universe provides answers, my client this week was like, without you giving me the courage and confidence, I would have never pitched that client. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's the keys I drop. Mm-hmm. I drop the keys of courage and confidence right. for them to pick it up, unlock mm-hmm. themselves from their right. limiting beliefs and yeah. the cages that they put themselves in. Like, yeah. 
No, it's, it's powerful to think of it in that metaphor. Like, and unfortunately, any key metaphor brings me back to Ghostbusters. I can't help it. <laughs> Literally, like, as soon as somebody's, I'm the, like, yeah, because it makes me think of the key master. And the, right. Like, it literally, I can't help it. I cannot help so it. So what, what keys do you drop? What keys do I drop? Yeah. Everybody I, listening, ask I themselves, drop, what keys do they do? Yeah. I drop permission. I know I drop permission. Like, I give people permission to just do. Mm-hmm. And it's that unlocking of the... What do you like? Oh, like I don't have to be on every social media platform. Mm-hmm. Nope, you don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you mean? I can like actually tell my share of myself personally? Yeah, because mm-hmm. <laughs> people want to know. Like they get when people have all these contracts in their head about what they shouldn't do. So I drop the keys to give them permission. Mm-hmm. Like all I have to do is pick it up. Yep. Yeah. But it also makes me think about when you're talking about personal relationships and like just in life in general, that's in business. And I, in conversations that I'll have with people of like my friends or whatever, like all of that extends. Because you had said early on, you were like, I was part of the relationship and, and building those relationships. It's relevant everywhere, right? Like the keys that you drop for your kids and the keys that you drop for your partners and, you know, and your friendships and all those things. So absolutely. And I find that a lot in the work that I do that Sarah will tell you, I do not have short meetings with my clients because yeah, we talk about business, but it's not just about business. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're it's small, never just about business, when no. you're a small business owner, and when you're a small business owner, it's always, everything else is always mixed in there. And so I tell people a lot, it's like, no, my clients and I, we have like church when we get together and we talk about all kinds of, all kinds of things. And I get as many keys dropped for me as I drop for other people. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a really good point. I want to stop you because I want to reinforce that because the thing with the work that a lot of us do when we're service based entrepreneurs and heart centered entrepreneurs is that we receive as much as we give. So like we learn as much from our clients as yep. we do from helping them through the process. And and it doesn't matter because when, and people don't think about that when they think about marketing and branding and things like that, of how personal and vulnerable and intimate of a relationship it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether it's for me, whether it's the photography side or the, the content marketing side, right? Like I'm pushing people outside their comfort zone and saying, you need to tell me what makes you feel uncomfortable so that we can work through that so that you can then present your authentic story to the world. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you start to look at that too, I feel like the last few months of my life has been like the end of a murder mystery movie where you know that all the they flash back all the clues right. they've dropped yes. throughout the, stories, the whole thing. That's story awesome. line. and they yeah. see how it all comes together and you're like oh, I know who did it and right. I know what my purpose is right. and I know I all of a sudden oh wait there was a key over there and there was one over there and now when I go gather them all together it's it all makes mm-hmm. sense together and one of the pieces of that definitely like you said Jenny about the permission of you can 100% do this exactly as you are. Mm-hmm. You don't have to run your business like anybody else tells you to run your business. You don't have to do it exactly like any other mm-hmm. coach or mm-hmm. anybody else does it. And when you come at it from that perspective, you will have no competition, mm-hmm. right? Because there's only one you. All three of us sitting here are, are coaches to people mm-hmm. in different ways, but we're not competitive mm-hmm. with each other. Right. One, because there's enough 
keys that need to be dropped in the world right. that totally. we need as many key droppers as possible, right? Yes. But also because none of us are going to do it the same way. So yeah. 100% can be yourself and helping people understand who that is. Because I feel like when we become business owners, we feel like we have to put on a different kind of hat. Okay, now I'm going to put up, put on the the business face. I'm going to put on the chamber the professional, of commerce it's face. The, it's yeah. that professionalism versus what can be casual, personal. And we do deal with that all the time because that is a conversation. I, I was on a panel uh, a couple, was it last month, month before? I was on a panel uh, discussion about marketing and there was three of us and, and there, one of the um, attendees was very fired up about taking responsibility and being an ethical and morally conscious business owner. And shouldn't you put that stuff out there? And shouldn't you say that black lives matter? And shouldn't you say that the policies of the current, the Trump administration are whatever. And like you very clearly saw what her ideology Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. and she was anti the Trump establishment and very much like, you need to put this out there because don't you only want to work with people who are just like you? And my comment to that was you have to do what's in alignment for you and your business because we do struggle with that line of personal ideology and professionalism. And as business owners, we put on this mask, this construct, right? Because it's our way of feeding our families. Mm -hmm. So would you compromise the ability to feed your family for making sure that everyone knows that your ideology is one way or another. And I don't believe one, I don't believe everybody needs to know your ideology. Like only people that earn the right to hear your story, get to hear your story. You know what I mean? And so the mask thing, because you know how I feel about that, right? Is I don't believe in the mask and don't wear the mask. But at the same time, I'm very clear and aligned about the separation for me between personal and professional. Mm -hmm. And so I'm still showing up as my authentic self, but there's an added level of professionalism and, or me not having my personal life of like my kids. So if you're friends with me on Facebook, it's because we've met in real life and I know you, but if we're not, then you have to go to my business page because that's where my kids exist. You know what I mean? And so those are the kind of boundaries and the lines that can get drawn about that when it comes to what is aligned with you personally and professionally. Versus with me, everybody who knows me join and yeah, come be my friend because right. I don't put anything out there that I don't want you to see. Right. So for me, and I tell this to my clients all the time when we're talking about building their social media is that you have to decide where your boundary is. You can be personal without forsaking your privacy. Correct. Oh, perfect. Say that again. <laughs> you can be personal and let people get to know you personally without forsaking your private boundaries. Do yeah. you need to preach it again? Without for the people forsaking back? your privacy. Because that's exactly <laughs> how I feel. Yes. Yeah. Because, and you and I have had conversations about this yep. because it's you're like, but why do I need to accept friend requests? I'm like, you don't, but it's up to you. My All my stuff is public. My kids have their own hashtags that mm-hmm. people forget that they have names, mm-hmm. right? Like they are part of my brand as much to my husband's chagrin, right. but, and, but he accepts it. Like he'll, there's a, our episode with Jacques Gilbert. He was unhappy with one of the stories that I shared. And I said, I appreciate your opinion. I'm not going to ask Joe to remove that. I said, it's a powerful component and there's nothing for us to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. And it's not private, but I understand your feeling about it being personal. So I apologize that I didn't talk about this before I disclosed it. And I love you. 
And thank you for sharing your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm doing it anyways. (laughs) So I was talking with a client yesterday and we used the analogy of of a house because she felt like she was in the position where she was oversharing information. And so I literally got out a sheet of paper and I'm not a good artist, but I like to draw illustrations anyway. And I literally drew out for her. I was like, okay, this is your front porch and there's the sidewalk. And those are strangers that are walking out on the street. And you decide whether or not you want any of those strangers to maybe come to your front porch for a conversation. And if you hit it off on the front porch, then you might invite them in. And in the foyer of your house, they see a little bit more about you, right? Like from your foyer, I can tell a little bit about your style. I might see a couple of pictures of your mm-hmm. kids. I get more of a sense of who you are, but I'm also still really close to the front door. So I can mm-hmm. turn around and leave anytime I want. And we can I want. open the door and kick you out and at any time. And you can ask me to leave <laughs> yes. at any time. Mm-hmm. But then if we move into the living room and I hang out on your couch and we're sitting and talking, I get a different level of access to you and your information Mm -hmm. and we have a different comfort level. But if I need to use the facilities, you're going to tell me where the guest bathroom is. Mm -hmm. And then at some point we become close enough friends that you're like, oh, just go use the one in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's a small number of people. And so we literally had to walk through her, the ways that she reaches out to people. So, okay. What you share in your email list, is that like an inner circle email and only certain people should be getting that email? Or is that front porch? Or is that front porch? Mm -hmm. And the answer is it could be either one, but you have to decide which it is. Is your Facebook page the, hey, I'm yelling at all the strangers on the street, or is Mm -hmm. it more for the people that you've invited into your foyer? I love that. And so as you figure those kinds of things out, then you decide... Okay, we in business, we talk about it, the customer journey mm-hmm. and the funnel and all that kind of stuff, turning strangers all the way down into raving fans mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. Of, of thing. But the truth is, we don't need all the strangers that are walking by. And mm-hmm. we have to set those level of boundaries at the very top mm-hmm. of who even gets to my front porch. Yep. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think that you touch on so many good points there, but it really comes down to understanding who your audience is so that whether it's a sidewalk, front gate, front porch, foyer, slumber party. Yeah. (laughs) Like what level of it? Can they use your bathroom? Like Mm -hmm. can they use your, can they sit at your kitchen table? Where do you keep the doors closed and which ones do you open? Yeah. Business people will tell you the goal is to run everybody down into the becoming raving fans. The truth is that people as human beings move up and down that scale sometimes. Mm. And you may not want your raving fan to use your personal bathroom. (laughs) You may not want them to be privy to your medicine cabinet. I'm just saying. And some of the people who want to be your raving fans, a really interesting point that she and I talked about was she's, I have people who are like supporters, like they want to help me and they want to talk about my business but they don't ever buy anything from Mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. So who are those people? Where do they fit in my scale? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like they're They're actually- They're engaged fans. They're not raving fans. Correct. Yeah, we call them supporters. So they're taking up couch space in your living room and they probably just need to stand in the kitchen mm-hmm. and cook right. dinner for mm-hmm. the people in the living room. If you're or like they're my eating metaphor. all the appetizers. Yes. Yes. They're, they're only not, there for the free food. But they're not contributing to the conversation. <laughs> they're only the, there for yes. the free food. 
They are. But as long as they're then going and telling all their friends who are then going to contribute to the conversation. Right. Well, but no, but that's what it is. It's, it's understanding that there are going to be people who will only show up for the freebie. There's only going to be people who show up like same thing with if you host networking events, there's only people that are going to show up so that they can pass their business card around. They Mm -hmm. don't want to get anything Mm -hmm. really out of it. Not everyone is going to need your services. Not everyone is your customer. Even if they hit all of the points, if they don't buy your shit, Mm -hmm. they're not your ideal client. (laughs) That doesn't mean that you can't continue to nurture their relationship, but in the moment, they are not your ideal client. Well, because they might be the connector though. They right. might be the one who drops the key of to the introduction to the big mm-hmm. mama jama. Mm-hmm. They might be, but they also might be. I know Sarah loves this this phrase that I have on the beautiful Rowdy Prisoners page. They might also just be poo flinging cage squatters, <laughs> meaning they're the kind of people who they don't really want out of their cage. They're going to rattle the bars a lot. They yell about it a lot. Yep. They make a lot of noise, but they're really, all they really want is to sit in their cage and fling poo at everybody else that's outside the cages. Yep. And for those people, you can drop keys all day long. In fact, their cage isn't even locked. Poo flinging. Love it. Their mm-hmm. cage is not locked, right. but they choose to stay in it. Yes. Yeah. Because there, it is so much more scary to even if the and the cage can be unlocked and the door open. Yeah. But right? to step outside is but scary. But to actually step outside. Yeah. They may be even still in the jail <laughs> or in the exhibit. If we're going to be poo-flinging yeah. monkeys sure. at the zoo. Right. They still may be in the orangutan habitat, but not actually able to. So each time you nurture that relationship, if you're even bringing them a toe forward, it may take five years, but somebody may eventually mm-hmm. come back to you and be like, hey. That's what I love about that framework and analogy so much is that because we can drop keys all day long, but it's personal choice to pick them up and mm-hmm. use them. Yeah. And so it's all about that choice and the mm-hmm. power of choice. Life is all about choices. My husband will be like, that's the thing my wife said to me and taught me in my life. <laughs> when we got engaged, she was mm-hmm. like, that's my lesson is you always say life's about choices. Mm-hmm. And so we can choose what keys to pick up and things. And I think choosing what keys to pick up is so important too, because People can see, oh my God, there's all these online programs and see that as key dropping. Yep. Of should I pick up this oh key? Oh my God. Should and I pick up that overwhelming. key? overwhelming. And should then I they go into this? analysis paralysis. Yes. And absolutely. And you know, so, they're just so scared of making the wrong decision that they either choose to take them all or right. they don't choose to take any of them. Yeah. And they just sit in this little. I know somebody who she was like, yeah, I'm in this group and in this mastermind, I'm taking this course and in this mastermind. And she's like, I just can't do another one. And I was like, that makes complete sense because you are already in two intensive courses and your business. And then the next day she's like, so I decided to join anyways. And I was like, oh, she picked up the key, but it was coming from this place of FOMO and lack Mm -hmm, and scarcity. And, And I was just like, Okay. So she's one of those people that has like the big janitor key ring that Mm -hmm. has 9,000 keys on it, but she has no idea what any of them unlock. Oh, girl. So she's just just a, she's a key collector, Mm -hmm. Um, but she's not ever going to use any of Mm -hmm. them. Wow. Your analogies are just... Yep. And your, your story also reminded me of, I had a boss that gave me some really good advice that he said, good advice not taken is still good advice. Yep. And I've used that for myself a lot because sometimes as key droppers, we're like 
but they didn't pick up the key. I must not have dropped it. I must not have put it in the right place. I must mm-hmm. not have whatever. And sometimes you just have to say, no, they just didn't take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's their personal because choice. Because my job is to drop the key. Yep. And that's where I get my value from. I want to stop you right there because okay. there's a really great lesson in there. All right. Understanding where your role ends, mm-hmm. your role and you totally accept and you own it is to provide X, Y, Z, whatever it is that you're called to do. That is what, that is the only thing you need to do. So your job is to drop the key and let go of that outcome of the how and of the attachment of the outcome of that person picking it up because we will take personally when our, now sometimes it grows into something different, right? Cause like my whole content marketing program grew from the like, why aren't people using my photos mm-hmm. when they, we talk about it, we do all these we things and the I deliver. And then, and thankfully I asked Sarah at some point in this, what the fuck is happening? We, like we have all these conversations, they get the pictures, they don't actually use them. Why are they not using them? Is it something that I did wrong? Are they unhappy with me? And I asked Sarah, she's like, no, I just don't want to take advantage of you. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, I don't know how to use them other than post it on Facebook. I don't right. know how to, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then the pretty but, graphics that you have that I don't know how to do that. I know. Well, we, <laughs> but that was the, and I told her, I was like, you can ask me whenever she's no, I don't want to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take advantage of our friendship and, and abuse that so that I can learn from you without compensating you for your time. And I said, thank you. And then the light bulbs all went off and I said, okay, let me figure out how to make that a thing where my clients get all of those things. Right. But I also had already let go of the outcome when I delivered the gallery. It was just when I started noticing a pattern. You found where the gap was. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so I'm going to design something to fill that gap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like we were talking about earlier with uh, remembering your why and then discovering your how you need those pieces. Like I can Mm -hmm. inspire you to go climb a mountain and I can hand you a map, but it's better when you actually have a guide to walk the path with you. Mm -hmm. That's the how Mm -hmm. that a lot of, I I think is missing in a lot of coaching and stuff today too. There's a lot of voices out there that are giving you the, just, you can do it. Yeah. You can get to the mountaintop. Mm -hmm. Girl, you're like, get me all fired up. Cause Mm -hmm. that, yes, that's exactly why I'm changing my entire coaching way of doing things. Cause I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do a three month commitment. And I'm like, no. Because I want long-term true life transformation where Mm -hmm. that mess is living in your bones. And in order for that, like people would do my group course, but that was three months. And they was like, oh, this is so great. Great. It's awesome. And then it fell off because there was no practice, no implementation. And I was like, membership. I said, I'm changing my entire Mm. way of doing coaching come 2021. And so then I was like, no, my minimum, I was talking to my clients. I was like, so at what point did it start to live in your bones? I was like, at what point was it? You asked the questions. And it was at minimum six months. So ideally we're going to have, I'm just going to be doing year long engagements Mm -hmm. to where I'm literally, we are walking through it together Mm -hmm. and we are hand in hand and I'm teaching, but I'm also like you're doing the implementation and there's that accountability Mm -hmm. and there's that let's work through the barrier that's causing you not to implement rather than just like, here's some skills. Now go do life. Yeah. It's the same reason people hire personal trainers. Yes. Because personal trainer for the mind. Yes. Personal trainer for the mind. Mm. 
Because I can print out a thousand different workouts right. online. Yeah. But Watch the YouTube videos. Until I have find to, all the free groups with yeah. all the... Yeah. Right. But it's different when you have somebody next to you going, nope, we're going to do 10 more of those mm-hmm. today. That's and equally I, as yeah. invested in you and your business. Like I end up falling in love with my clients' businesses too. And like, I'm like cheering for them yep. on a whole other level. I was so proud yesterday, Sarah. I saw a Facebook post for Denome Alliances Did you? introducing your one of your therapists. And I was like, oh, and it's got the new logo on the page. And yeah, and yeah no, I totally get that. See, I'm doing that. that. Did you see I've been doing LinkedIn posts this I week? I have seen the LinkedIn. I have see? seen it. And I, so what's really funny about my usage of social media. <laughs> I'm all like, I've done twice on LinkedIn. Woo! I see the ones on LinkedIn. I do. Because I'm very strategic about my time in general. I am very strategic about what I see on social media as well. It's not, if you ask me, and it's by no, it's not malintent. It's not malicious. It's not, I don't like you, so I'm not seeing your stuff. But it is because I've had multiple clients, like as we're working together, did you see bubble? And I'm like, I'll go look now. (laughs) All those darn Facebook algorithms. so like... Because I'm an information gatherer. So I'm heavy in the groups where I learn things and Mm -hmm. that it's all those things, right? It's the algorithms and how you see things. So if I don't like actively think about it outside of my hour, 90 minutes with my client, then I'm like, I don't think about it. Right. (laughs) And, and it's not to say that on Instagram, I'll end up seeing more because I, I will go through and, and I see a little bit. Are you on Instagram yet? It's on my husband's to-do list. Can we just do it? We'll just do it today. Okay. We'll just set it up today for Pete's sake. We talked about (laughs) that weeks ago. I delegated that out. Oh my God. We'll start it. Okay. (laughs) To someone who would never do it. Right. No, the Mm -hmm. hubby was like, okay, I told him by the end of the year, by the end of the year. But it's one of those things, right? Like you have to look at where your strengths are so that you can understand where it is that you're dropping these keys, where it is Mm -hmm. that you're having these knowledge bombs and where it is that you're going to be able to draw from and receive as much as you give kind of thing. Like it's just a matter of filling, like you were saying, finding the gaps and filling those in. And I want, can I share one more story? And then I I want to transition to personal. Why are you asking me? Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So you just made me think of, cause about how we learn as much from our clients. They give us keys in return. So I had clients that I worked with way years ago when I was back in private practice working with couples, they called and I called the office to Alliances Counseling Center. And I saw the message in the email and I was like, oh, that name's so familiar, but it was legit years ago. So I Google, like I searched in my email and it is, it's, I was like, that's familiar. It's because of this old client. The message that was left is the exact same message, the same phrase, This because they say what their concern is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my, it broke my heart they're coming in for marriage. And I was like, Oh my God, it's been like four years ago. And they're essentially, they're in the same position that they were four years ago. Cause four years ago when they saw me, they only came in for a couple sessions here and there and they dropped off and it, there was a lack of consistency and follow through and like they weren't in it. And it just really broke my heart and made me so sad of, Oh my gosh, that's four years of being in that same position and living that same unhappy mm-hmm. life. And then I was like, oh my God, mirror on the wall, Sarah, mm-hmm. of holy shit. Isn't my- that like the worst when it hits you in the face that you're like, I've been preaching this for fucking years. Right. And then like, why didn't I well, see it? Let me say, let me finish the sentence so my poor husband doesn't think I'm talking about our marriage. <laughs> it was mirror on the wall for my business. 
where I was like, oh he my doesn't God. listen to this. That's he true. Does, that's my that's husband true. listens. That's Your true. husband does not. <laughs> but I don't want Scott then messaging Matt and being like, I know, he'll bring it up on the next Your husband's wife has episode. secretly and been miserable for years. <laughs> did you know I heard in this episode with Beth? But it was the mirror for my business of, for the coaching business yeah. of, I've yeah. just been doing this little slow as study. And I was blaming it on the fact that I was at home with the kids and I had to wait for them excuses, to get into kindergarten. Excuses, excuses. And I was like, oh my God, there's the freaking mirror. Mm-hmm. And, and I was the, like, it's, no it's, that's more. The thing. So like the limiting beliefs that you tell yourself, the lies that you tell yourself, this goes back to all your whole mindset. Yeah. The justifications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of those things that we say to ourselves that we're not enough, that level of not enoughness or mm-hmm. that fear that kind of controls. So one of the things that I talk a lot about is making sure that you understand how your brain settles into the status quo. The first place I talk, I start with my clients is we talk about their goals. And I'm not talking like, hey, what's your goal for your business? I make them think about big, hairy, scary goals because we can't know where we're going until we know what it is that we're going for. So I think one of the things that's really important to recognize is that breaking people out of that that lie kind of cycle. And it's not anything. It's just your brain's attempt to keep itself safe. Mm-hmm. And, and I it think doesn't it was a, know it's a mis, it's a misunderstanding of what safety actually means. Well, in my case, it was keeping me safe and that taking on more would not have been healthy for no. me. So growing the business faster than it's grown now would have been very detrimental mm-hmm. to me. And so on one hand, I'm grateful for that. And I'm like, thank protective mechanisms for letting the business unfold the way it needed to be. But it was that aha moment of I'm not at that place anymore. Right. I'm now ready to take it to the yep. next level yep. and and shift everything. And I yep. think that's really important, Sarah, the break there of I'm not just going to sit here then for another four years and be mad at myself that I wasted four years mm-hmm. and now I've wasted eight years. Mm-hmm. But OK, that's what happened. Kind of mad at myself about that, but we're going to move on mm-hmm. anyway. Yep. We can just draw a line right here and it was all preparing and go a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. It was all preparing me for this moment of now I'm right. ready. And even when yeah. you were angry in the past and you would beat yourself up and you had been like, why can't I get my shit together? And why mm-hmm. asking all those why questions? The answer is just that, you know. Yeah. You weren't ready. And she like, mm-hmm. she's part of that readiness, right? Because yeah. I had to get the first business, like I had to heal that relationship with that yep. first business to then be able to fall. In, and that's why I told her, I said, I'm now ready because of you. I've fallen in love with the first business and now I'm ready to fall in love mm-hmm. with my second. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> Alrighty. So I feel like that's a good place for lightning round, but I also want to put out there that we're going to have Beth on for another episode because we have a whole other talk about body and body, our relationship with our body that we, I don't even know, like it didn't come up today. Yeah. yeah, We were supposed to talk about that. We were supposed to talk about that, but that's going to be a whole second episode. (laughs) Part one. Yes. Yes. So we're going to have you back. We'll have part two. This is a good, yeah. I think this was a good Like we needed this today, I feel like. Oh, and I did also want to touch on one more thing that um, going back to real quick before we hit into lightning round. So one of the things that I think is really important to talk about the dynamic, right, with our clients. So if you're a small business owner out there, think about the, is it a healthy or toxic relationship that you have with your clients? Because one of the things that Scott Moore said to me a couple of weeks ago, when we were just having a chat after Triangle Business Breakfast, he was talking about a client that he had to fire. 
Mm -hmm. And the reason was because the client, he was showing up more than the client. So recognizing when you are working harder, if you are working harder than the client and you have to let go of that emotional attachment, right? Mm -hmm. That's the attachment to the outcome. And you're trying to shove the key in the cage. You're like trying to be like, here, I'm throwing keys on you (laughs) all day long. Why are you, why are they bouncing back? When you're the one that ends up covered in their poo. Yes. That's that's what it's time to be done. Yep. Yep. Love it. All right, Joe, we're ready. Hit it. Are you afraid now? (laughs) If you weren't afraid before, you should be now. So I actually have listened to all your episodes, so I'm going to try to be ready. I know. We either get to like say that because now you're going to change all the questions. (laughs) I'm like, it's so funny because most of the people that's in the chair, they forget that we do this. And then the lightning round comes and I go, okay, and on Girls Who Do Stuff, we do this thing called the lightning round where we rapid fire questions at you. And you say the first thing that comes to your mind and they go. The look on their faces. And it's like, we know they listen to the show, right? Like it's, this is not news. Even my parents did it. Oh, you're going to do that? Yes, we are. For everyone. (laughs) What question do you think we're going to ask you first? Oh, which one usually comes first? I'm just trying to. You guys are making her ask her. No, I'm trying to throw her off. Would you like to know? I'm trying to throw her off. (laughs) What's the number one thing on your bucket list? Ooh, we were actually supposed to go to China this December. We hosted an exchange student a few years ago who then graduated college at Arizona State and then went back to China. And so we were supposed to go there for Christmas this year and then COVID. So thanks, COVID. (laughs) So we're going to the Florida Keys instead. So that'll be okay. But eventually I do want to get to China and see Brian again. Where in China? We'll go into Beijing. He has a lot of family in that area. Mm. Brian is his American name, not his Chinese name. Mm -hmm. Um, I guessed that. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay. So what are you afraid of? Not being myself. I've really just learned lately that maybe the first 46 years of my life as much as everything led to where I am now that I wasn't as alive and as exploring and as as big Mm -hmm. as I want to be in this life and so I'm afraid of making myself small again Mm -hmm. Hmm. what do you geek out about personality tests and um, personality <laughs> tests. Yeah. What are you on the Which Enneagram? Is, I'm a Enneagram five wing four. Mm-hmm. I'm a ENFP. ENFJ. I'm a borderline ENFP ENFJ. I'm an INFJ. Yeah. That's why we balance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just, I find all that personality and who we and were. I can never keep the, my Enneagram straight. I think I'm like an eight something three or I can see you as an eight yeah I'm an eight too I think (laughs) eight nine I don't remember I'm actually taking like are so fucking weird to me I'm a one wing nine but I think the problem a lot of people have with this is I know mine and what it is I have no idea what yours is manual (laughs) for that it's not helpful (laughs) 
Yes. It's good to help you understand yourself. But like for disc, I know I'm a, oh, what am I in disc? I'm, I might be a Frisbee. I think I'm like an in-between, like I have to look at, oh, Kristen Freight, I'm so sorry because you're listening to this and you're going, Jenny, why can't you remember? <laughs> Kristen, can you guess mine? Oh. I'm like, oh, we have to tell her to listen to this episode yeah, we'll so have that to she have can her answer back us. On, so she can, yeah, we'll have yes. to have her back on and do the disc for us. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually doing some Enneagram coach certification right now, so I can help people understand themselves better and doing it in the context of business owners, Mm -hmm. because I have to believe that if you understand more what your fears and strengths and all that kind of stuff are as a human being, it's got to make you a better business owner. Totally. And in DISC, I'm in between a D and an I, which is dominant and influence. Mm -hmm. So... Love it. What is something no one knows about you? The people that know me best will know this, but I don't think a lot of my clients know that I'm totally into baseball. Grew up as a baseball fan. My son now plays baseball. But even before that, it was just a thing my your dad team. and I did together. The St. Louis Cardinals. My dad grew up outside of St. Louis, so he grew up as a Cardinal fan. Mm-hmm. So then I grew up in Illinois, literally in the town that is half Cub fans, half, half Cardinal yeah. fans. Mm-hmm. So there's almost literally one street in town that if you live north of there, you're probably a Cubs fan. And if you live south mm-hmm. of there, you're probably a Cardinals fan. I have a whole lot of Cub fans that I love in spite of. Yep. But yeah, so I love baseball. Yeah. What is your number one favorite book? The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. I actually listened to the podca- her podcast on my way up here to get myself all psyched. What's the first thing you do in the morning? Feed the dogs. I have a beagle and a Doberman, and they know their schedule, and they know when they're ready to get up and when mm-hmm. they're ready to eat, and they allow me to do nothing else first. How do you unwind? Candy Crush? No judgment. <laughs> Zero judgment. Not so much anymore, but a, a couple of years ago, yeah, it was. Uh, I, no, even I would say there's been times in 2020 that I'm just like. The mindlessness yeah. of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What keeps you up at night? Not a lot. Sleep is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you there. Sleep. <laughs> I'm so not with you there. Oh, I love it. I get I my mean, nine hours solid. So finish the sentence. If you were not a brand and marketing coach, well, you would be doing blank. I'd be dropping keys for people somewhere mm-hmm. doing something. In fact, I feel like being this coach is exactly how I would have answered that question. If you asked me six months ago, if you were not a advertising marketing executive, what mm-hmm. would you be doing? And I'd say I would be a a coach. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine asked me that question probably 10 or 15 years ago after we'd had, we went to lunch, we had a great conversation, like all of this. And she's like, what would you do if you could do anything? I was like, I would just have lunch with people all day long and have oh, great conversations yeah. and talk about stuff that matters yes, and stuff get that together. Matters. Stuff that matters. Yes. And, and I jokingly That's the whole said, purpose of this show, right? Is <laughs> yeah. talking about stuff that matters. I jokingly no, said, but you can't make a living doing that. Ha ha ha. No, you totally can. And uh, yeah. And now I am. That's what I say yeah. too. I'm like, people actually pay me to brainstorm and problem solve. That's right. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we just get to have really cool conversations where we come up with yep. fun things and it's great. Yeah. What is something you're profoundly grateful for right now? I think just living in this place where I feel like I'm 
finally found my path. I'm doing the thing that I always wanted to do, and I'm doing it on my terms. I used to tell people I wish that what feeds my soul could also feed my family, and I am totally there right now, and that's a really good place to be. It's fantastic. If your life had a theme song, what would it be? Did you prep for this one since you listened to the show? (laughs) I didn't know if you meant like the theme song, like you run into the arena too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Your arena anthem. Oh, okay. Then my original Brene talk. That's fine. My my original answer of Amazing Grace doesn't really work that then. I think Amazing Grace is probably a theme song of my life though. Um, Not your favorite hype song. But that's not not a hype song. That's not the one you come up to bat to. Going back to the baseball analogies, it would have to be something Huey Lewis. I just love Huey Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably another thing not most people know about me. That's awesome. That's awesome. That is, I'm I can say this the first time for everything. And that is the first is time I've ever first? heard been like, I just love Huey Lewis. <laughs> like, I don't know that statement's ever been made. Is that the, <laughs> not just the first Huey Lewis reference on this podcast, but you think just in the whole world. I was like, my husband would get on that train with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's like my husband with Hollow Notes, right? right? Like it's, yeah. Like there's oh, just. Hollow Notes too. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, Last hip to one. be square. So we'll go with that one. Hip to be square by Huey Lewis. All right. Sweet. Oh, I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So do we want to do the who would play you in a movie? Yeah. Okay. So who would play you in your, your life movie? Life movie. In your biopic. Is that what biopic. it's called? I think I'm going Kate Jackson, Charlie's Angels era. Ooh. I'm looking her up as we speak. That's a good one. Like not the blonde right. in the front. But oh. I think she's pretty much the one that kept everybody right, so together. So there are certain references that happen like that I totally get. And again, we are not that far apart in age. But it is those little teeny references that I like that are the people that are born in the 70s understand versus the people who are born after 1980 don't. Yeah. <laughs> you mean like MySpace reference this morning? That was fantastic. <laughs> that was fantastic. All right. Thank you all for listening. Tell people how they can find you keys to your brand.com and then two Facebook groups that are open to anyone. Beautiful Rowdy Prisoners is for everybody. And then I have one that's more specific to business owners called an unlocked you and unlocked brand. So you should be able to search both of those on Facebook and share awesome. about the upcoming retreat, please. Yes. In February, I will be doing a small beachside retreat for female business owners in Cherry Grove, which is near Myrtle Beach. Uh, there will just be eight of us and we're already halfway booked. We Fantastic. only have four spots left. So Congratulations. You, you can Woo! find out more about that on keystoyourbrain.com. Awesome. Yep. Thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate you you and we appreciate our listeners. You can follow us on all the different social platforms, including Instagram, which I obviously manage because we know somebody's not on Instagram, but will be later. And girlswhodostuff.com. We have swag coming, y'all. It's coming. I'm I'm seeing her shirt in my head already. Yep. I know. I was thinking about that too. I was like, "Mm." and that's what I was typing. I was typing some quotes, but and yeah, so I'm super excited about that. And we mean it when we say we appreciate you. That's not lip service. We appreciate you. We do. And yeah, rate us, share us, helps other people find us. And thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Beth, for being here today. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And and you you do you, you, boo. boo. We love making this stuff for you. 
You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media. Thank you.